now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, where we bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. You can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony, Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or you can always just reach out to me. I love hearing from our loyal CFAX listeners every week. I had a couple this past week as well. Uh, always uh, happy to hear about your stories or your concerns out there in the market. Uh, or even just bumping into you at events where you introduce yourself and say that you're a regular listener. That really means a lot. And that's one of the reasons why we're here and why we do this. We just have so much fun. Uh, today, we are having a conversation about the importance. Uh, actually, we're having a couple of conversations. Number one is the importance of overseeing or being a power of attorney, looking after somebody else's best interests when it comes to real estate, uh, and also handling the very complicated matter of moving and not just regular moving like we've had guests on the program before that have talked about you know moving services going from point a to point b but there are times when somebody has been in a house for a long time and there's been a lot of articles collected and there are things there that maybe are of value but maybe a lot of things that are not and when you combine being a power of attorney and trying to help a family member move from a long-term house to another place yet you've got all of these things to consider who are you going to call so we've got two guests today that are here to discuss this with us first of all our show partner and a regular guest a partner with the Sitka Law Group it's Gurpreet Randauer. Gurpreet thanks for coming thanks for having me again Tony and always a great having you here and of course today there's a lot that you can help us out with on the title on the um, topic of uh power of attorney or, or or just helping family members but the other person we have here is annie ardeal with annie ardeal consulting uh annie thanks for coming great to be here and annie's role is she's the person that helps family with this whole downsizing thing now i want to start by uh telling all of you uh, a little story because annie uh, we're doing this here today because annie and i have just completed working on a file uh it's funny annie I, I do find that sometimes we are working together on a property but we came sort of independent where you know uh, uh when i'm talking to them they've already heard of you and vice versa and all that kind of stuff so i it's maybe we're just in this realm i don't know yeah. <laughs> well you did bring me in on this i okay. I, I i want that to be clear <laughs> It was probably the most challenging house we've ever worked on together, and mm -hmm. we've had some we've had some big projects together. We have, we have. Well, of course, we don't want to get into details, you know, out of respect for our uh, listeners. But let's maybe tell us the uh, tell us 
about that one or what you do in general and and how you help these people well then in this one um you called me or actually i think you just gave my name to the Mm -hmm. clients because the house had uh, the, the couple had lived in it for 35 years i believe and a lot had accumulated to the point where the it was no longer a, a comfortable place to live and when the family decided to sell the home they did not know where to start with peeling back the layers to not only make decisions about what to be keep, to keep and various members of the family wanted to keep items but also uh, what do you do with thousands and thousands of items mm-hmm. a lot of the things in this house were brand new still in their packages and so yeah so i come in and um get the house ready to sell which is your job (laughs) let's actually describe to the listeners a little bit what we're talking about and again not necessarily this recent one but other ones that we've done before where the where the house has really not been upkept or maintained and when we start talking about collecting items we're talking about places where we literally cannot walk around like there's yeah. boxes or items or things that are stacked or you know papers that have been accumulating and i mean obviously it makes it very difficult from a selling standpoint to try to get buyers to sort of get a sense of the home because there's so much stuff yeah. um but on the flip side uh, as you said there's often things of value there right well things can get out of control and it usually starts with a change in health or perhaps the death of a spouse or some other major change. But sometimes it's just that year after year, it becomes very, very difficult to see the changes in our own homes because our brains work, it just, our brains ignore it. So a house that might have been, you know, very neat and tidy at one point within a matter of time can become quite cluttered. And I think personally, if a buyer is coming into a home and they can't see the walls, the floors, open cupboards, open closets, it's a real turnoff. Oh, yeah, it's it's very difficult. Now, sometimes, and it seems like it's been a number of times with us recently, sometimes the owner of the property is not the decision maker. Sometimes it's a family member or someone else has, who has been nominated as a power of attorney. So, uh, Gurpreet, shift, shifting to you here. This is a pretty important role for somebody to be nominated as a power of attorney, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it can be an onerous role. Anytime clients are preparing a power of attorney with me, I highly recommend that they speak to the individuals they're considering for the role to ensure that they're going to be comfortable with the role um, because there is quite a bit involved. It's interesting, you know, because sometimes when people think of power of attorney, they think, oh, you know, the 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 primary person must be incapacitated or perhaps they don't have capacity or they're not able to make decisions. This is not necessarily true in all cases. Sometimes it's just within that family dynamic it was decided, you know, this person will, is the best person to make decisions. Yep. So, I mean, legally, um, in order for one to act on another's behalf when it comes to dealing with the sale of property, you know, selling assets, that person should be appointed as a power of attorney. Um, it, it may be an enduring power of attorney, which means that it became valid as soon as the adult signed it, which means it can be used right away. 
Um, and in some instances, clients do want it to be used right away while they have full capacity. Maybe they're not as mobile anymore. Maybe they're feeling very overwhelmed. Maybe their deceased spouse had managed all financial and property matters, and now they want their children to take over. Um, so there can be many instances where a power of attorney is acting while the adult has full capacity. Uh, uh, even pulling it back a little bit, um, it is common that we see uh, folks in the military and the services that mm -hmm. have an active power of attorney because perhaps one of them is out, uh, you know, has been posted elsewhere or out at sea or something like that, and decisions may need to be made. So um, maybe now is a good time uh, to remind everyone that getting a power of attorney in advance, probably good planning, right? Absolutely. Get a power of attorney in advance. Um, I have a lot of young clients who will say, I don't think I need it yet. I'm perfectly healthy. And that's great. But we don't know if somebody might be involved in an accident um, or they might need to leave town and perhaps they have a refinance or a sale closing while they're going to be away. Um, so in my view, it's getting the planning done, putting the power of attorney in place um, and, you know, ensuring that it's, you know, held it by your lawyer in a safe place so that it's not used prematurely. There are safeguards you can definitely put in place. Um, to ensure it's not used prematurely, but definitely something you want to put in place in advance of actually needing it. Fantastic. Well, we're having a conversation, folks, today with Gurpreet Rendell. She's a partner at the Sitka Law Group chatting about powers of attorney and uh, other matters relating to taking care on behalf of somebody else. We're also having a chat with Annie Ardeal from Annie Ardeal Consulting, and she is the person that helps people um, well, you know what? We're going to get Annie to describe what she does after we take our break here. So I need to take our break, folks. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. What do you do with all the stuff that you had accumulated in your house over the years? Uh, you know, I often think about this. I've been in my house now for 18 years. I have kids. One of these days I'm going to downsize. Oh my goodness. Uh, isn't that the most daunting thing to think about? Well, we've got somebody here who can help you with that. And that's Annie Ardeal with Annie Ardeal Consulting. We also have as a guest today, Gurpreet Rendell from the Sitka Law Group. But Annie, uh, shifting over to you, like I said, just before the break, um, tell the listeners about what you do and how you can help them. Well, in your case, Tony, you know, you've got a few years before you need to start worrying about this. <laughs> hopefully, I'll still be around. So all you have to do is call me. Um, but what I've, what I've been doing for the last um, over 12 years is two things. It's either coming in and saying, okay, you can't do the house clear out yourself. We need to get the house on the market. And in order to do that, I work with the client right by their side, helping them to, once they've made decisions, get that thing either sold or donated or recycled. Perhaps it needs to be sent to a family member. So um, that's one way that I can help. But the other way that I help people is helping them to do it themselves because your listeners are intelligent, very competent people with rich lives. They've moved before, they've done it all. But perhaps this last um, downsizing move out of the family home is just a little too much for them to handle. So I come in and show them how they can do it successfully, who to call to come in and have a buyer come in and look at all the things that they have to sell, where they can take charitable donations for a tax receipt, 
uh, how to get the family on board and how to share an inventory so that everybody in the family can have a fair um, choice of the things that the, the client is trying to get rid of. In short, I'm trying to help people navigate the downsizing process with dignity and compassion because most of my clients say it is the most difficult move of their life. Yeah. And it has happened to me many times when you and I are working together where uh, either the individual or a family member says, you know, they know they want to move. That's, that's the, that's, that's the constant right there is the move is going to happen, but this is the part that gives the most stress because it, it's like, how the heck am I going to, deal with this yeah that's what got into this business in the first place was watching my parents they wanted to move but they were paralyzed by their stuff and with two people in the in a household or more um it just becomes more complicated sometimes so a professional came in and helped my parents get on the same page now they live on the mainland um and it was actually a professional stager she wasn't a downsizer but the tips that she gave my parents and the objective interest that she had in them, she, she wasn't trying to take anything from them. She was just trying to help them. Mm -hmm. I really admired that. And helping people is one of the most important things to me. So turning that into a, a job where I can go and help people to get their home cleared out, looking its very best so that it can sell for the best possible amount of money. That's, that's really what it's all about. But Sometimes people forget that there's more to it. Um, there's the next phase too. You know, you're moving, you're not, that, that's, it doesn't end there. You have to choose what things you're gonna take to your new home, what will fit, um, what's suitable to my new lifestyle. And um, sometimes that's a bit of a process. Some of the clients we've moved have never lived in an apartment building before. Yeah. They've lived in homes their whole lives. They don't know what you need in an apartment and how you live in an apartment. So there's a lot of coaching that goes into this as well. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You, you know, and I have to say in, in the case of our most recent one, I had regular updates from the family member and the family member would say to me, they're so happy they're, that that stress level, that worry has been relieved because they knew that you were there taking care of things. Oh, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it takes a, a professional to come in and to help them to see how to move one step in front of another. Yeah. Oh, and the and the other thing I do want to bring up too, for 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 several of them that we have dealt with together, this is not necessarily a weekend kind of job. You've been there for weeks, right? Yes. Months. Yes. This last one, you know, we went back to uh, April, so we've been working on it for four months, mm -hmm. and that if you have a type of house that has layers and layers of things, you have to peel them back one at a time. And it's the only way to go. So a good piece of advice to people is to say, you got to really be patient if you're downsizing, because this could take months. It could even take years. Mm -hmm. You go at your pace and take your time. Uh, it's kind of like slow, slow food, slow downsizing is the way to go if you find this process really stressful. Uh, because I wasn't driving by regularly, uh, I didn't see it. So, you know, tell me if I'm if I'm off base here. But I have bumped into families before where a a child or family member 
decides that you know what they have limited time they got to work they have their own family pressures and stuff so they make arrangements to back a dumpster into the driveway and they start chucking out in mass all the stuff in the house while the owner is there and i can't help but think that that's kind of a you know maybe cruel is not the right word but it's just it must be really hard i i, I feel that you do things differently that's harsh but sometimes that's what you need to do ah okay. uh, there, however, in Victoria and Oak Bay and Fairfield, you know how they built the houses with the old-fashioned driveways that go down. No room. Big, yeah. No room for a dumpster. Yeah. But um, it, there's other ways to get rid of it in a more thoughtful and caring way than parking a dumpster in the front yard. But sometimes that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. tough thing. Yeah. Uh, shifting over to uh, Gurpreet, uh, again, this whole notion of... of uh, basically being the power of attorney for some for someone as you said before the break it's a it's a really important role and uh, hopefully one that the person fully understands right absolutely um one that the person fully understands and also that the adult fully trusts the person that they're appointing to take on this responsibility um and i think uh something to consider in the context of downsizing is if it is the power of attorney acting on behalf of the adult. Let's say that the adult is incapacitated. Um, one thing that they should consider is reviewing the will because if the attorney does dispose any gifts that are subject to, you know, or any items that are subject to a gift under the will, um, they could be liable for that. So it is always good to review the will to ensure that you're not actually selling something that is subject to a specific bequest. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to selling real estate, if the property specifically, you know, bequeathed to somebody in the will, um, that beneficiary may still ent be entitled to the proceeds of sale. So ensuring ensuring that they keep records um, of, of the statement of adjust adjustments, the order to pay. Um, so there are some additional considerations for powers of attorney when they are assisting an adult with selling their property and downsizing. So unlike being an executor, where an executor actually, uh, by law, uh, is able to um, uh, have a sort of financial uh, benefit for overseeing uh, an estate, correct? Um, with a power of attorney, that's not necessarily the case, right? Exactly. So unless the power of attorney document specifically contemplates remuneration for the power of attorney, the power of attorney is not entitled to charge fees for their time. Uh, that they devote in managing the adult's affairs. Um, they are entitled to be reimbursed for out-of-pocket expenses, um, and they must keep track of those. Uh, but compensation is not um, something the POA is entitled to unless specifically contemplated. It's amazing because, uh, you know, these POAs that we have met, they're, so really they're doing it uh, uh, out of, uh, you know, a connection with the person. So all the time and effort that goes in uh, and and not being remunerated, not getting paid, it really, it says something, doesn't it? It does say something. Um, I think that for many clients, uh, it's often their children that they appoint or a spouse. Yeah. Um, and so the rationale for many is that, okay, well, they're going to receive an inheritance when I go. But I mean, remember, there might not be much left depending on what your needs are during life. Um, so compensation is definitely something to consider when you're thinking about putting a power of attorney in place. Good to hear. Good to hear. We're having a conversation today uh, about downsizing and powers of attorney with Gurpreet Rundell from the Sitka Law Group and also Annie Ardeal with Annie Ardeal Consulting. Need to take a break here. We'll be back in just a moment. 
Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. And by the way, if you're a podcast listener, you can listen to all 300 of our past shows over the course of the past six years by going to iTunes or Google. Just look for The Whole Home Show. Uh, I bumped into this. My daughter was in, uh, we have a Tesla. Our daughter was in the Tesla the other day. And you can pull up podcasts in your car. And she found Daddy's podcast. So it's amazing where you can hear these things. Uh, You know, for us, we've had so many great uh, episodes with content and with guests who maybe at the time weren't necessarily relevant to what you needed, but maybe you need it now. In fact, I had a listener just last week call and ask about uh, the name of a contact for one of the services that we highlighted, I think about four years ago. So sometimes it just comes back kind of as you need it. So uh, load the podcast, listen to them at your leisure. Uh, But of course, uh, it is great that you guys, our loyal listeners, are here listening to us here on CFAX week after week. We're having a conversation about moving from that long-term home and the complexities and difficulties, not just of the move itself, but about your stuff. What do you do with your things? Uh, in addition to that, we're talking about being nominated as a power of attorney, uh, overseeing somebody else's affairs. Our guests, of course, Capreet Rendell from the Sitka Law Group and Annie Ardeal with Annie Ardeal Consulting. Annie, when when you first step into a house, and I'm thinking about that last one that we did, like there was a lot there. Um, I mean, when I went, and just to let the listeners know, this was a house that didn't even sell on the market. I managed to find um, uh, a very interested party and we had a fantastic result for our seller, even not going on market. That happens every once in a while. Um, But for both of us, Annie, when we walked into the house, um, for me anyways, it was like, oh my goodness, where do we start? Of course, I know, I pick up the phone and I say, I think, folks, you need to talk to Annie Ardeal. And that's exactly what happened. So, um, how do you how do you keep track of all these things? Yeah, it, it, and it is a huge it's a huge issue. And I find a really good tool to use tying in the topic of uh, power of attorney or even an executor. If we're in a case of an estate, um, having a home inventory is a critical piece of the puzzle. And a home inventory will list what you have, like the the major things. You don't put all your socks on your inventory, but the things that have some value in your home, either sentimental or market value. And once you've got that tool in place, it can be edited over time as you add or get rid of things. But that tool can be used to communicate with your family. Uh, Which of your kids want that grandfather clock? Uh, You can write it right into your inventory. You can use it to keep your own decisions, uh, keep track of your own decisions, because when you're making hundreds and hundreds of decisions, you might forget what you decided to do with that particular quilt or, you know, other sentimental item. 
And finally, an inventory can be very useful if you have to do an insurance claim or um, there, perhaps there's other legal um, reasons why an inventory is important. Mm-hmm. I see uh, Kapreet nodding uh, your head here. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that you are thinking that a inventory is a good idea as well, right? Absolutely. And that's something I raise with my clients whenever I'm doing their estate planning is, yes, we can prepare the will and list who certain items are to go to, but does your family even know what you own? And I find that's really where the delays come in for an executor who's administering an estate is they just don't know what the willmaker owned. They don't know which banks they dealt with. They don't know if they've already given away items that are subject to a specific gift under the will. Um, So in my view, an inventory list is extremely important for both your power of attorney and for your executor. Wow. I have actually, this is all bringing back memories for me because I bumped into one a little while ago, and I'm sure you guys have, have as well, too, where something was sold and it was not meant to be. And there was an unhappy distant family member who was promised that thing. And I'm not sure how they managed to figure it out, but it just seems to me that's a kind of unnecessary stress in an already complicated time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is a time when you need to be focusing on other things selling your home and getting the most you can for your investment in your home, moving to a new place, which is suitable to your new lifestyle and your new needs. And that's not the time you want family fighting over items. Yeah, for sure. There's not, nothing, nothing like uh, added stress that, that you don't need. We, you know, we've been talking about powers of attorney though, so far, uh, Gurpreet, but the other thing too, I mean, the, the stories that we're talking about today are just as appropriate with an executor if if the owner has passed away and the executor has to deal with all this kind of stuff. So there's, um, uh, we see that every once in a while, Annie and I, when we're working together. Um, the role and of the executor, sorry. And I was just going to say, sometimes there's a disconnect if the power of attorney and the executor are not the same person. Um, so just ensuring you have a streamlined plan, there's open communication, records are maintained. Oh, that's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Kind of gets me thinking about what happens if, uh, someone has started the process and is being helped by their POA, but then passes away and suddenly the executor steps in, right? Exactly. Is it typically a different person, Gurpreet? Um, I wouldn't say it's typical. I would say many clients will name the same power of attorney and executor, but that's not always the case. And if that's not the case, um, then you do want to ensure that the power of attorney is maintaining records of of transactions they've transacted on behalf of the adult during life. Um, The executor will often request bank statements as part of the estate administration process. Um, Sometimes you know, that's done because clients feel the power of attorney role may not be as onerous, especially if you don't own real estate, because usually you can set up pre-authorized payments for things like bill payments, whereas the executor role may be more onerous if if the executor is dealing with liquidation of assets, going through probate, filing tax returns, and so on. Um, they're often the same, but not always. And I, I guess the third piece is the representative. Um So your power of attorney is handling your financial, legal, and property matters, but your representative, which is an individual appointed under a representation act, is the person who's responsible for providing personal and healthcare or making decisions regarding personal and healthcare. And that includes determining, you know, where the adults to live and with whom and whether the adult needs to be moved to long-term care. So it could be the same person acting in all capacities or 
maybe different individuals who are all working together. I think that the main thing here to know is there can be a lot of moving pieces and there can yeah. be a lot, there can be a lot of characters in, you know, within one transaction or file. And it's just a reminder about the importance of having a team put together, like the, like the lawyer, like the psychology group to be overseeing all this and to have uh, Annie uh, getting the house ready. And uh, for me, because you listeners know I'm 30 years in the business. I've done a lot of this helping people, you know, move to their, their, um, you know, their, from their forever home to another property. And it's not an easy thing. And, and, um, you know, I, I think as I started off with earlier, I think as we all get older and we st we all accumulate things, we start understanding that it's not as a simple and easy a process as uh, as perhaps some uh, some might think it is. Um, uh, Annie, yeah, really quick, get started, get started now. Like, start clearing out the extra stuff from your home. Start making an inventory and make an appointment with your lawyer. <laughs> Oh, for sure, for sure. Actually, that's a great segue into our last segment that I'll get into. We do need to take our last break of the day here. Again, we have our guest today, Annie Ardeal with Annie Ardeal Consulting, and also Gapreet Randawa, a partner with the Sitka Law Group and one of our show partners uh, and supporters here at the Whole Home Show. Uh, need to take our last break here. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Uh, we're having a conversation about powers of attorney, uh, about estates, about uh, we uh, brought up represent representation agreements just a moment ago before the break, and of course having chat with Annie Ardeal, uh, who has helped a number of our joint clients uh, get ready to move and we're not talking the easy ones here we're talking uh collections and items uh, stacked up against the walls and all that kind of stuff uh thank you both for coming annie i, I just want to touch on really quick here just thinking again about our most recent uh file uh, together there was a lot of things of value there and the owner who's still around certainly not capable of finding homes for that how do you find homes for things well, I like to work with um, wholesale buyers who will come in when your home is still kind of intact and they'll look around and they'll tell you what has value and what does not, because most of us don't know. And what might have had value when you bought it, like um, perhaps some figurines or china, might not have that value anymore. So having an auctioneer or um, an estate buyer like Steptoe come in and give you an idea of the value in your home is fundamental because you might find yourself wasting time trying to sell something that has no value. So to be efficient, contact an estate buyer or an auctioneer at the very beginning and have them come in. And I just wanted to point out, Tony, that I do take on easy jobs too, you know, <laughs> Okay. It just seems like together we do the hard ones, but I'm sorry. Yes, you do. And it's funny because I have over the years have kind of specialized in the tricky situations <laughs> yeah. and it's not it's like we were saying, it's not always tricky because of the stuff and people kind of get hung up on the stuff, but it's actually the things that Gurpreet is talking about that really matter. So having all those fundamentals in place and having that set up is critical planning it's all about planning right 
Yeah. That's right. But Gurpreet, what happens if there is no POA or there is no executor? Like that is something you bump into regularly, right? Yeah, it does come up on occasion. Um, and, and that's a great question is, you know, what happens if uh, the person you're trying to help no longer has capacity? They never put a power of attorney or representation agreement in place. They have real estate that needs to be dealt with. They have items in the home that need to be dealt with. Um, if that happens, unfortunately, nobody has legal authority to manage that person's affairs without a court order. It's called a comitiship application. And that is what's required if you fail to put a power of attorney or medical representation agreement in place and you've lost capacity. And that is, I have a, a longtime family friend who has been dealing with that and mm -hmm. that I understand it's a very complicated process. And because um, his mother has lost capacity as she did a long time ago now, she's mm -hmm. still with us, but mm -hmm. um, uh, it, it, it just, it seems to me, I, I, I feel that he regrets that they didn't make arrangements beforehand mm -hmm. because suddenly it's too late. Yes, and it can very well be too late. I mean, one of the main prerequisites to putting all of your estate planning documents in place is that you have capacity at the time they're put in place. Um, and a commentation application can be time consuming. It's certainly much more costly than putting a power of attorney in place. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's contested, um, that can also raise complications, especially if you have more than one child and they disagree on who should be given authority to manage the adult's affairs. Mm -hmm. The process of commentiship, it's hard on the principal too, isn't it? It can be, absolutely, because there is a requirement to serve the adult with the commentiship um, application, the petition. Um, it could be injurious to their health. I mean, if, if, if one feels that that is going to be the case, you need to apply to court to dispense with that requirement. Mm -hmm. um, and if, if you have children who are disputing who should take on that role, um, it can absolutely take a further toll on the adult. Yeah. What I'm and feeling, so, oh, sorry. Just, just to bring it to like an everyday kind of a situation, try calling up Shaw or Rogers or Tellus. And if your name is not on that account and you don't have power of attorney, even that can't be done. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those niggling things because they're mm -hmm. not, they're not biggies, but they are things that need to be done. And everyone knows being online or on hold with any of these services uh, is probably one of the biggest pains, um, you know, considering they're not, they're not biggies. Right. Yeah. And there's probably, you know, all the utilities in a home, all the different subscriptions, accounts, it impacts everything. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Annie, on your website, you have checklists, right? So you, you help people out yeah. with the, okay. Yeah. If people need to get organized and they're perfectly capable of doing it all themselves, but they just need some professional tools, they can head over to my website or give me a call because I love helping people and I'd love to hear from your listeners. Perhaps I can help with a little bit of advice to make it go more smoothly for them. The uh, the website, uh, as we're at it here, is 5stepdownsizing.com, right? Right, and five, like the number, not spelled out. Yeah, number five. So it's 
numeral five step downsizing.com and uh yeah checklists are good just like you're talking about you know with inventory and stuff like that right yeah and you don't know what you don't know so you could be missing something really major like um some people forget to find a new place to live and they sell <laughs> their home and there's nowhere to go so a checklist um my checklist is three and a half pages long it's got a lot on there it's it could be daunting but um if you're having any issues with it just give me a call yeah all right um Gurpreet, it seems to me that a good thing for people to consider is to get all these things planned and dealt with now Absolutely. power of attorney representation agreement stuff like that in fact yeah. Uh, I, I, I also feel that sometimes, you know, cause the question comes up every once in a while, we talk about wills and all that. And it just seems to me from my perspective that people generally aren't well prepared when it comes to having their, um, everything in order. I, I wouldn't say that's as common. I think that more and more people are educating themselves and I'm sure that has a lot to do with, you know, uh, conversations that occur on social media about, um, you know, having your estate planning in order, what happens if a parent passes without an important document, the toll it's taken on family. Um, but there certainly are still instances where um, people feel, you know, they don't need these documents. Perhaps they feel, you know, the, their children are trying to take away their control by, you know, encouraging them to put them in place. And so I think the main thing is just scheduling that initial appointment with your legal professional, having the conversations, getting the information, so that you can make an informed decision. You just brought up something that that got me thinking as well. Uh, we, uh, we all agree that having a power of attorney is a good thing. And personally, like I know that I have a POA, you know, my wife as well and all that. So we've planned that, right? But what happens if you have a parent and you know as a child that that's a good thing to do, but the parent is resistant? That's a tough one, right? That's a really tough one because you you can't force them to put these documents in place. You can't unduly influence them or coerce them. Um, and so I really think it's it's educating them and ensuring that they meet with somebody they trust and who's able to you know effectively communicate the importance of these documents to them and reminding them that they have control, they have autonomy. It's their decision. Um, and also. Um, ensuring they are aware of what safeguards are in place. Like for example, when we prepare powers of attorney, we hold them for our clients, which means the appointed attorney cannot act for them until it's released. And we only release it under very specific circumstances. I think a lot of people aren't aware of that, that you know these documents actually cannot be used right away. You're just putting them in place now for when they may be necessary. Oh, and that answers the concern that a uh, parent might have about, well, if I have a POA, or if I give a POA to my child, then they can go ahead and sell my house without me knowing or whatever, right? Exactly. It's a very common concern. So have those conversations, ask what safeguards are in place, educate yourself so you can make an informed decision. Oh my goodness. That's, that's a really, uh, really important one. And, and again, I, I don't bump into that because normally I, I, I am fortunate. I feel that normally the family is all together and they're all on the same page. Uh, but I'm sure that there, there are other cases where, where, where it is, it is different. Right. Yeah. Um, I want to sort of just start wrapping up here with our story, Annie and, and our folks. Uh, again, we started from the beginning talking about how these folks had been in their house for over 35 years. There was a lot of stuff there. 
and yeah. and the house uh you know ultimately i think it's going to end up being taken down and you know so the right neighborhood so it's going to end up being a a brand new house um but there was just so much to deal with and we had a family member who was the uh, um Actually, she wasn't the the POA for all. She was the POA for one of them. And then the other owner still was a decision maker. So not that it was complicated, but, you know, there was a few moving pieces there. Uh, but months after you started off, everything's been done. Uh, our, our primary client has moved, I think, has moved now, right? And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, here we are. This is that A to B from the oh my goodness how do we do this to the uh client is actually in and moved and everyone is happy uh it can, can be imagine, tony can you imagine if this situation was a little different and there was no power of attorney no no Whoa. no we wouldn't we wouldn't even be close to being finished at this point much less have the house on the market and sold yeah, I, I think that in this particular case, and in many, I'm sure the POA, the power of attorney is sort of like the, it's like the pillar. It's that, it's that person that kind of makes everything happen. Yes. Um, and, yeah. you know, in this particular case, that was it. So again, uh, folks, to our listeners, if you're, if you're listening to our story and you're wondering about what happens when that time comes, yeah, having that POA to oversee things and, um, you know, POA was making sound judgments and decisions that that you know maybe didn't seem important at the time to the principal, but now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well that that made sense, right? Yep. Yeah. My goodness. All right. Um, if people need to reach you, Annie, what's the best way? Well, they can email me at info at fivestepdownsizing.com or they can call my office at 778-351-3888. And I'm going to put that information on our page on the CFAX website. And again, that's five step downsizing with the number five, number five step downsizing.com. And Gurfreet, as always, people need to reach you. Um, best way is probably through our website, sitkalaw.ca or by phone, 778-265-2677. And your information is always on our page on the CFAX <laughs> website because you are one of our partners. Thank you both for joining us here. Uh, and again, this is the navigating the complexities of a move from a long-term home. If you need help, folks, reach out to Annie or Gurpreet or myself. We'd be happy to help. Thank you both for coming today. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, thanks, yeah. wonderful listeners. It's been wonderful. <laughs> Great. And to our listeners, I'll be here for you this time next week.